Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hola, friends. It's Sarah May. Uh, This is a a recording I wanted to do because I just had a a training that it synthesizes a lot of stuff that I've already put in podcast, but I think it's like a really helpful visualization. It's for, so the training was really about uh, treating trauma or working with people that have trauma. And as you know, I have trauma. I talk a lot about trauma. I give a lot of tools that are around trauma. So this is a, I would say it's helpful for everybody but it's specifically helpful if you have problems like regulating your emotions. So if you have um, a hard time just functioning in the day-to-day, this is kind of a nice way to think about it. So the training is called CRIM, which is a terrible name. So I'm just going to call it the chill zone because that sounds nicer. So I want you to think about your um, nervous system, first of all. And your nervous system is like kind of the system that uh, does like automatic stuff, like helps you breathe, it makes you digest food, it, uh, it just regulates your body and keeps you alive. Um, but it's also in charge of kind of responding to uh, threats. So it's your fight, flight, freeze as well. Um, and so when, when you are reacting or you are triggered by something, it kind of sets off a a physiological process in your body. And the chill zone, I'm going to call it the chill zone, if you think about like there's like a layer cake, there are three layers to this layer cake. The middle layer is the chill zone. That's the part of your functioning, the time of your, your day when you're like, you're okay, you're regulating yourself. If something bad happens, it's like you see the thing that's bad and you're like, all right, I'm going to deal with it. You see, it's like if you're like going up and down, you're like, so you might get up high, a little bit overwhelmed, but like you can regulate, you can deal. You might feel sad for a little while, but like you can regulate, you can deal. So the bottom layer of the layer cake is called the low zone or the ouch my life zone. And this is when you are not functioning as well and you're taken down by something like depression, sadness, um, or if you're numb, like if you're, if you get so overwhelmed that you just become numb. Um, and this is where you can get stuck. If you stay there for too long, you know, like depression feeds itself. You can get stuck there for a long period in your life and it's really hard to motivate. It's really hard to push yourself to get out of bed. Um, so that's what we're going to call the ouch zone. At the top of the cake, this top layer is called the fuck it zone. And that's the zone where you're in ragey, you know, like either hypervigilance, it could be fear, it could be panic, it could be stress. And in this area, you're also not functioning and you're um, overreactive. So it's like you, if you're really stressed out and you're in traffic and someone cuts you off, it's like, fuck, ah, fuck, like everything feels like, ah, like a threat. So the goal is to widen your ability to stay in that chill zone. So there are actual things you can do to practice um, widening your tolerance so that that middle layer of this cake is the biggest it can possibly be. 
Because if we don't take care of ourselves and we get really run down or if we get really overwhelmed, like you sh- your middle layer just shrinks. And so you'll bounce between like low zone, high zone, low zone, high zone. And if you're, th- if you're doing that a lot, um, your life follows, you know, like your life will reflect your inability to, to cope. It's like everything becomes really difficult. That's how things are catalyzed. That's how you like, you know, end up in jail because like you're just not coping well with things you're reacting to. So one of the tools for dealing with or or widening this chill zone is actually being able to sense when you're getting close to leaving the chill zone. So it it requires that you start to pay attention to these tiny sensory cues in your body, in your brain, and notice when you're like getting hyped up or when you're getting too low. So one thing I want to ask you to do right now is just scan your body right now. Scan your, your person. What do you feel like is going on right now inside of you? Just throw out a couple words, a couple different emotions. For me, it's fatigue, a little bit of tension in my shoulders. Um, I have fatigue in my eyes. Uh, I have a little bit of excitement in my chest area. Um, I just want you to do the same thing, kind of name a couple things going on for you. Okay, so that's what they call tracking. And that's like how you start to just recognize like, where am I in my zone? Where am I? What, what's happening for me right now? Am I high or am I low? Or am I kind of in the middle? Um, so here's another facet of this tool set. There is, uh, I don't know if you've seen Fight Club, where he goes into, like, his happy place, and there's, like, a little penguin. It's like, slide. I want you to kind of think of your, it could be made up. It could be real. It could be a memory. It could be a person. I want you to think of a place of refuge in your mind or a person, something that brings joy or a sense of peace and calm. So what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? For me, it's uh, my patio on like a day when I don't have to do anything and it's sunny outside and there's breeze from the ocean and there's, uh, I can hear the sound of palm trees. The sun feels nice and warm, but the breeze is cool. My baby is playing next to me, um, and there's the smell of applewood because I'm smoking meat, and that's one of my favorite things to do. And it's like a campfire smell. So I want you to think of something that brings you peace, peace and calm and joy. Um, if you want to hit pause, just describe it to me aloud, even though I can't hear you. Just like give me some details and really just mentally go to that place right now. Okay. I'm going to assume you hit pause and then you went to that place. Now I want to ask you, what do you notice in your body? What feels different to you right now? Just, I want you to narrate to me now where that shows up for you. For me, it's uh, more space in my chest. I feel like more relaxed in my shoulders. Um, I can feel like my shoulders dropped a little bit. They relax a little bit. I can also feel it in my base, I can feel a little more energy. So just, I want you to do the same thing. Just kind of scan your body. So the goal of having this 
chill place in your mind or this happy place in your mind is any time you start to go into either of the zones, the high-low, uh, the, the fuck-it zone or the ouch zone, you can regulate your body just by really, really focusing and tuning into that place in your mind. And it's important to do that when you just start to notice, I'm leaving my chill zone. Like as soon as that starts to happen, you can start to regulate yourself. And what happens when you do this, when you're constantly regulating yourself, is you, uh, it gets easier to stay in the, in the zone where you're like actually more in control of your life. And, um, you're not acting out of instinct, out of like animal instinct, if that makes sense. Um, because basically what happens is when we're in the high zone, we are like really easily triggered to react in like extreme ways. And this is because we're, we're relying on our like reptilian brain or our survival brain. And that's because the other, part of your, the other parts of your brain have gone offline. You're not able to access rational thought. So other tools besides going to the mental happy place are things that completely um, require your attention to come back to something unrelated to the thing that's stressing you out. So for example, um, pushing with both hands into a wall and, for example, feeling the texture, the temperature of that thing. So, for example, if you're grabbing, like, the chair you're sitting on, you might feel something cool. Really just describing that to yourself, focusing on the feeling of it, um, Another one is if you look around the room you're in, you can look at all the objects that look interesting to you and name them. And that also takes you out of your emotional brain and takes you into a more rational brain. Another good one is to stop and recognize, pay attention to all the sounds you hear around you. So, and then name those as well. Um, Another thing, if you are a more visual person, is to recognize what your favorite color, like call out what your favorite color is and then recognize everything around you that is that color and name them one at a time. So what we do when we take steps like this is we tell our bodies it's okay to calm back down and um, then we are able to check in again, just do a body scan, see like where am I now in my zone? Did I, did my heart rate slow? is, uh, are my shoulders a little bit more relaxed? Um, and this is just, if if you think about it, you're like changing a thermostat, you're regulating your body's, uh, coping temperature, (laughs) put it that way. Um, and I think one of the most amazing things about being able to do something like this on a day-to-day basis is you are, your, your body and your brain learn to follow. So the more times you mentally take yourself to your happy place, the more it works. It, it almost, it's like Pavlov's dog. It like becomes like a bell where you're, it works much faster and much faster. I will caveat that if you have really, really severe trauma and you have bouts of PTSD, the thing that is more helpful is, um, or, or can be more accessible, I should say, is things that ground you to physical objects or, or, um, the here and now. So if you find yourself really overwhelmed and really triggered, I want you to ask yourself, um, am I in any immediate danger in this moment right now? That's the first step. The answer is no. Then your second step is to 
do the room scan, find any objects that are interesting and name them. Um, second thing would be to put pressure either on the wall or on if, if it feels good to you, put pressure on your legs, like push down on your, your upper thighs. Um, another one is tuning into a temperature that's different. Another really helpful one for everybody is doing something that, um, like taking a sip of water. This is a, a soothing exercise. Another really good one is cleaning. So reorganizing things and, and cleaning things around you. That's like a way to get, feel more grounded. Um, and I know that these are just, they seem really, really basic and like, kind of like, that's not going to do anything. But if you try this out and if you take the time to really let it resonate and let it, let yourself feel it in your body, there are very, very subtle differences in the way you feel before and after doing these kinds of exercises. If I was with you right now, we would be able to go a lot deeper on this subject. I'm kind of giving like the super top line version of this. Um, but I do think it's, it's very helpful. And um, even just the visual of like, you want to stay in that middle zone and you want to practice things in the moment, like that you feel a little overwhelmed or a little stressed. You want to practice things that help you regulate and kind of temper that stress and just realize that's a widening your ability to function and widening your ability to tolerate more of the hardship. You know, this isn't about like slacking. It's not about like relaxing. It's not, you're also not taking, um, you know, an edge away from yourself. I think that's a common misperception about stress is that it makes us better at what we do. It's, it's turning off more of your brain. So it's, it's actually not making you uh, better at performance. It's, it's making it feel like, you know, more important. I would say that's like one thing that it does. It just makes it feel bigger. But when you have all of your brain working together in a balanced way, you have access to a lot more information and a lot more insight. And you'll live longer. So that's cool. Um, anywho, I hope this is helpful to you and, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, if you have any questions, like feel free to reach out. Um, I'm at yaywithme.com. Wanted to give a shout out to all of my monthly sponsors. I appreciate, appreciate you guys so much. And I want to say a shout out to a new monthly sponsor, Megan on Patreon. Thank you so, so much. Appreciate you guys. If you guys have the means Donations really help this come to life. If you don't have the means, I totally get it. If you have a friend that this could help, please share it. Or if you have time for a review on iTunes, those help me immensely. So uh, I send you my love, and don't forget to smile. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.